Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONCOEURCITYCAST20. If you're looking for ideas of what to do in between holidays, we're gathering ways to keep social and active this coming winter. On yesterday's show, our resident good time maker, Eden Dawn, shared her curated list of activities that don't involve a ski pass. And today on CityCast Portland, we're adding to that bucket list with another round. But this one involves some of the oldest drinking establishments on the West Coast. So we're revisiting a conversation we had with the hosts of the History by the Glass podcast. Nate Gale and Alfredo Moreno have been drinking their way through Portland's historic taverns and are sharing some of the unexpected history from a few of our favorite watering holes. So pull up a bar stool. They've got some stories. It's Tuesday, November 28th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Since we are a bar podcast, I would like to propose that everybody just turn 90 degrees as if we're just sitting at the bar together. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a terrible idea for this mic situation. Actually, look at each other. There. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's, I'm going to sound like this this entire time? I'll, I'm a guest. I will, I will play. Oh, the, oh the I appreciate host. that, Nate. Yeah, Thanks for letting us nope. do our show the way we normally do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, Nate, Alfredo, thanks so much for stopping by today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having us. Oh, we're we're honored someone took an interest. Yeah. You know, I started I started listening to your podcast uh, because of the Slims episode, and uh, I live in St. John's, so I was really excited. I don't know if you've picked up the vibe of St. John's. St. John's loves St. John's. It's yes. like Portland loves Portland. St. John's loves St. John's. You know, but how do you pick? Which bar you're going to do a deep dive on? Is there like a historic tavern registry that we don't know about? Like, I'd love to know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll take that one. Uh, you know, um, this whole project started based on a book that I, I stumbled across at the Skyline Tavern called History by the Glass by a guy named Paul Pinterich in 1996. It had a tour of Portland's old bars at the time. And I showed it to Nate. I said, we've got to go to all these that are still open. I don't know what we're going to do but let's just go. And so we started going. Uh, we went through that book. This same guy did a second book in uh, 2007. We finished all those bars. And now we're on to what we call phase two, which is just, there's a lot more old bars out there. And Slims, for whatever reason, was not included in either of those books. And it's one of the many that we've we've gone to on our own. And yes, to answer your question, there is a unpublished historic tavern registry uh, that we have kind of created. It's us. <laughs> it's us. Uh, we've just kind of built this thing over the last few months. And it, it's, got, uh, it's got it all. It breaks down you know, by business age, by location age, building age. We found some ways to kind of look back through city records and find some of that. But now we're just flying freestyle. Have you found that there are general characteristics of a classic old Portland bar? Because I know you've, you've gone through how many now? Like 
oh, 45, something like that. 45. Uh, some are still with us. <laughs> and, okay. <laughs> Are there any any things that you're just like, oh, this is a classic Portland bar? Other than like, you know, uh, photos of bridges being built. And there, there isn't like a good connective <laughs> tissue of. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Of what yeah. makes a old Portland bar. But there are some things that we really love to see in an old bar. And that's, you know, uh, celebrating its own history. As soon as you walk in, you know that you are stepping into something that's been there longer than maybe you have been there. Um, yeah, hell, just put the established date on your yeah, website. Absolutely. That's that's a step in the right direction. That's fantastic. Yeah, a paragraph about your history on your website is is, is amazing. <laughs> um, you know, celebrates the people. There there people there are photos of regulars. Uh, people have been working there a long time. Uh, maybe there's a little plaque uh, at someone's chair who is no longer with us. Um, but, but that actual memorabilia stuff, you know, for us, you know, the idea of community is above all else in, in what we do, I think. And just the idea of the ghosts and the generations of people that have walked in and out of these places. I've lived here my whole life. So I have, if I haven't been to these places, I've certainly driven by them my entire life. And, and they do feel like just part of the fabric of of who I am, whether, whether or not I've walked in there for the first time or the hundredth time, you know, there's just something romantic about at any moment, this, this thing could be endangered and, and it could, uh, go away. Yeah. I moved here from Albuquerque, New Mexico in, in 2010. And, uh, you know, what I've found in Portland is a city that, you know, really leans into its preservation, um, maybe more than we give it credit for. There is a lot of old bars here. I mean, there's a lot of bars in general, but um, there, there's a lot of places. I mean, thankfully for this project, if we were back in Albuquerque, we would have wrapped up, a, you know, a year and a half ago. But, you know, the wrecking ball is always just hanging around the corner, ready to, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, to redevelop, you know, your favorite old bar. So there is some urgency to this project because of that. Hey, Alfredo, I could tell from listening that you're the guy that goes deep. Like, you're the guy that <laughs> puts on that little, like, detective hat and you have the uh-huh. magnifying glass. Which bar has had the most unexpected history? Um, you know, first it was a no-brainer to go to Huber's and its incredible immigrant-powered history, which I recommend anyone look up. But unexpected is the word you asked, and I mm-hmm. think... Um, for me, the most unexpected was a place that not a lot of people know of as an old bar, but uh, the Selwood Saloon in Selwood, of course, um, has been serving drinks out of its building since 1906. And it's been a documented um, place where people were getting drinks since 1890. But we stopped in there with minimal expectations. Uh, and when you walk in, it is just a classic Portland neighborhood tavern. There's mm-hmm. nothing um, all that special about the inside, but it's like the second oldest um, still in the same building place in the whole city. So um, nobody speaks of it. No one seems to put it up there with a Huber's or a Jake's. Uh, so the unexpected uh, part is that just no one seems to know about it. Exactly. It wasn't like, and it's run by a ghost, you know, or anything. Like that. Right. Okay. No, okay. no, we don't, you know, I mean, there's, like I said, Huber's probably has like the most epic um, history, but it's pretty well, very well documented very well known if you go look it up, but or you could listen to our podcast also. We, that's a, that's yeah, a great exactly. way to get information <laughs> on the. But there's so many joints with their own story out there. That's uh, yeah. I think ultimately what I'm getting at there. Gotcha. And how old is Salwood Saloon? It's been a bar in that exact building since 1906. Whoa! Um, and there's been wow. a bar on that corner since 1890. Wow! And so yeah. the oldest bar in town is 
It's it's technically Huber's, commonly okay. accepted as Huber's, mm-hmm. um, which is like 1879. But Huber's has been in its building only since 1911 or so, oh. 1912, something like that. So, um, okay, you know, it, it started, moved around as the floods washed it here and there downtown. And oh yeah, great <laughs> stories about them serving turkey sandwiches out on the uh, on a man-made rafts. To... I love that story. That's a it's great my one, favorite yeah. story. I try to tell this story to everyone. I'm like, no, you understand the, the Chinese cook. He was just like. Yes. A dream. Yes, he was was just making just making making. turkey sandwiches out on a wrap. People like to say that it's a Spanish coffee bar, uh, but that only came around you know 40, 50, 60 years ago. So really, it's a turkey bar. If you have to call uh, hundred percent Hoover's anything. Okay, so you uh, just said nineteen eleven, Alfredo, and I want Mm -hmm. to bring us back to something that you uncovered. When for any anyone who I'll, I'll go check the mail. Yeah, who, anyone who who like me goes to Slims often because you live here in St. John's, you will mm-hmm. know that 1911 is a pretty big year because that is supposedly when Slims was, uh, you know, when, when it was built, when it was when it started. Because there's actual tile work that says estimated 1911. It's beautiful, right beautiful on the floor there, work. right before you go, you know, order your your drink or whatever. But Alfredo, what did you find out about about Slim's uh, opening date, like what did you what did you learn when you did yeah, it? Uh, well, uh, basically, I found out there's no really way in hell it was founded opened before 1935. Um, I don't know why they picked 1911, uh, but it's 1935. The guy who opened Slim's was injured while while building the St. John's Bridge, uh, which, which is was, be- I'm sorry, but that's so beautiful. Yeah. That story, uh-huh. just like, oh, I'm the, I'm a guy who helped build this bridge. Is right yeah, here. Oh, 100%. I, hurt, I hurt myself. I hurt myself. And now I'm going to just build this institution. Peak St. John's. Yeah, this bridge will be here for 100 yeah. years. This yeah, bar will be here for 100 years. And here's the bar. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. My work is done. That bridge wasn't there in 1911. So, uh, <laughs> it, yeah. Also. So I went back through the city uh, sewer records. You can kind of look and see oh, like wow. sewer water inspectors, even back to the turn of the century, were making handwritten notes about what kind of business was there. And well, you can kind of see that it was like a general store. Yeah. Maybe somebody sold somebody a beer once there, <laughs> but it was not a bar until it became Slim's Cafe in, you know, 1935. But the conclusion we made was like, who gives a shit? Like, it's still super old. It's super rad, super convivial. We loved it. And yeah. And my recommendation to anyone opening a bar, you can put anything you want in your tile <laughs> and uh, you're, you're going to be fine. I heard that you met the the man who did the tile work. Absolutely. You met Rick down there. Well, so here's the deal with Rick. We know him as Ricky Pickles. That's not his real last name. I'll have you know. <laughs> oh, good. But the reason we call him Ricky Pickles is because uh, when he starts drinking a bit, then he becomes Picky Rickles. <laughs> we want to know if it's Ricky Pickles or Picky Rickles yet, you know? And so, well, so I don't know if you met Ricky Pickles or Picky Rickles. What time was it? <laughs> Oh, it was, it was, I think the sun was still up. Yeah, it was Ricky Pickles. Yeah, 7.30. Yeah. Right, you yeah. met Ricky Pickles. All right. God, we got to get back to that bar, man. But you see, these <laughs> stories about how regulars are connecting at the bar, that's, that's the whole point of having a place in the community. All right, well, let's take a quick break here. And when we return, more with Nate and Alfredo on Portland's historic bars. So I heard, Alfredo, that you 
are a bathroom enthusiast. <laughs> That's okay. But after telling me that you search for records using sewer, uh, <laughs> sewer I feel like I'm being painted in no corner documentation, here. I'm just like, damn, Alfredo, you really are leaning hard into this bathroom enthusiasm. Um, which is the best bathroom you've seen? Well, uh, yeah, you know, if anyone who who has listened to our pod knows, I do rate the bathrooms because I live and breathe. I'm a human being. Uh, I rate them on a five urinal puck uh, scale rating system. Um, we've only given one five puck perfect score. <laughs> five pucks. It was to the restaurant side bathroom at Jake's Famous Crawfish downtown, uh, mostly because it, it looks like a joke. It looks like you're about to walk into like a prop closet. Uh, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to work. And you open the door and all of a sudden you're in this little tiny bathroom and it's got a, yeah. So um, Jake's is one that sticks out. Um, I love the one at, uh, at Nick's famous Coney Island. It's got all their history stuff kind of surrounding the, the evacuation station. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we just went to Barley Room, which um, Barley Mill, not Barley Room. Is that McMinniman's? McMinniman's, yes. the oldest McMinniman's in town. And it had yeah. a disco ball spinning in its men's room. And so I love to be surprised. Um, I should probably reframe that. I, I don't I don't always love to be surprised <laughs> in a men's room. Just say so everyone, Alfredo loves to be surprised in a men's restroom. So if you uh, see him, just know he likes a good scare in the bathroom. So if you had to pick your favorite one, it would be... Oh, I, I'm still going with Jake's. It's a unique little doorway. Wonderful restroom. Jake's the only bar yeah. with a bathroom right at the bar also. I don't know if you know the uh, trough story. Of, rumored. Yes. Rumored. Yeah. Underneath the bar. Yes. The divot in front of the bar is uh, once yeah. used as a... Uh, as a trough. Can you imagine that? So they say. So gross. Like, who would want to be around that? Like, Those oh, cowboys, just, man. Yeah, so just... if you guys aren't underst- picking up what Nate's laying down, is that, um, you know, uh, drinkers would just sit there in the bar and just, boop, start peeing just right at the bar like like a drunk dog. It is expedient. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if you continue the, the, the lore of Portland, and then they would get shanghai you know? The, oh, yeah. Oh, of course. And, then, and then the floors yeah, would exactly. just open, and then they would just fall through, and then bloop. Oh, yeah. Shanghai's and brothels and yeah. sub-bar urinals. Mm-hmm. Well, Nate, we have Alfredo as the bathroom enthusiast, but Nate, you are a burger enthusiast. Every time you go to this, you know, these pubs, you you have a burger. Which is the best burger in town then from all the, you know, historic bars you've been to? Of course, of the historic bars. Uh, well, you know, burgers and bathrooms go uh, hand uh, in hand. Exactly. So bees and bees. We're happy to. The old B and B. Cover uh, the circle of life. <laughs> best burger. I'm going to run give you a rundown of a couple good ones. I was really surprised at the Happy Hour Burger at the Leaky Roof Gastro Pub. Um, really underrated five-person bar in this 20-person <laughs> restaurant on Jefferson. I, re- I really like that place a lot. I've never heard of this place. Where exactly, right? Exactly. Right by Goose Hollow, right around the corner. Um... Uh, Lutz Tavern on Woodstock has a, a amazing burger that they're doing well. Probably the closest to the Stanich burger, which everybody uh, hailed as wonderful and is an is a episode we've done as well before they shuttered. Uh, but the best burger in the city, uh, hand to God, is Knob Hill Bar and Grill on Northwest 21st across from uh, Good Samaritan. Everything is just perfect. Dill, onion, mayonnaise, uh, crunch, all that stuff. Perfect. Mm. So don't sleep on Knob Hill Bar and Grill. Okay. Deluxe cheese. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. I also love a good burger. Not to kiss up. I'm not sucking up to you, but that Slim's burger is fantastic as well. Affordable. You can see it being made at that big restaurant style grill top there. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a great one as well. 
It's so good. The cooks there all vary as how they make it, you know? My favorite is, of course, the one of the owners, Michie, when she makes that burger, it is the best, one of the best burgers in town. And I was going to tell you that, but I didn't want to sound like I was sucking up to myself. <laughs> oh, back to slips. <laughs> uh, well, no, I, I, I'll go back and and demand a different chef. I'll, <laughs> well, she's in Tokyo right now. So and I, all the chefs are awesome. I'm just saying that there's something special when she makes it. Um, I, I once told her that and she was like, I use garlic salt. Could it be the garlic salt? <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it's probably the garlic salt. It could be. It could be. <laughs> okay. Well, then let's talk about your favorites. Like, what are your top three historic bars in the city? Well, let's go back to the Knob Hill Bar and Grill. Let's uh, let's talk okay. about that one as a, a place that doesn't belong uh, where it's at. As it, it, You've got this city built up around it, and uh, mm -hmm. you've got the trendy or places to eat and shop around it. And uh, it feels like it's, uh, it, it made it through some wave of transformation on 21st, which is great. It celebrates its history, knows who it is, uh, great food, an another small elite bar where, uh, you know, three, four seats at that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but a great neighborhood tavern. Um, I can jump in, you know, we, again, not to, this podcast and our podcast not, are not sponsored by Slim's, uh, but Slim's was our, our hey. top three. No, Slim's, Slim's, the second we walked in, we sat at the bar. Nate, you know, we asked for our, our two favorite beers. We're surprised they were actually served to us. And Nate just turned to me and said, we're home, pal. And that was, uh, <laughs> it was the first time we'd walked in the door. Um, and uh, for all the reasons we spoke about earlier, uh, Slim's is doing so much right. Uh, we wish we lived a lot closer, um, but it is everything you want in a historic bar. Um, and just that spirit, that energy of people who felt empowered to come up and start a conversation with us, whether we wanted one or not, was, was, was <laughs> wonderful. Uh, ultimately, we do want the conversation. So um, Slim's was right there. And I'll, I'll let Nate tell us what our number one bar was of all of them. Ooh, drum roll. It's got to be Jake's famous crawfish for us. Mm. And uh, not to be confused with Jake's Grill. I'm sure they're doing wonderful things down there, but it's not a historic bar. Um, Jake's Famous Crawfish is like the epitome of a special evening out and where you want to be uh, to just celebrate something. Uh, and I, I think it goes to, to the, the uh, white-coated bartenders who are always uh, incredibly friendly, the history that is dripping from the top of the ceiling to the bottom of the floor in that place, all of the photos of the Portland dignitaries and and proletariat alike the the vibe alone you know in the five puck bathroom uh wow. it's it's got to <laughs> be the bathroom. history by the glass number one uh historic bar in Portland. yeah it it checks every box and um it's and we find ourselves there a lot so uh we love hubers and other places mm -hmm. like that we had a long list that we had to winnow down but we actually end up at jake's at that bar top in the middle of the day at the end of the day quite often so there must be a reason for that. Right. Are you guys on the West Side? We are. We are, yes. yep. Oh, that's why. It's yep. your bar. Yeah, yep, that's why. A, yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Uh, some honorable mentions. Can we throw out some honorable mentions sure, sure, if you have ahead. time? Yeah. really want to uh, tip the cap to Alibi and Sandy Hut. Uh, Alibi being the oldest. That's the, the front half of the Alibi is the best 400 square feet of drinking space in, in the city. Uh, we're not big fans of the back karaoke half, but, uh, and then the Sandy Hut is celebrating a hundred years this month. So welcome to the Century Club, to the Sandy Hut. Nice. 
Have you guys, uh, this is another St. John's bar, by the way. Sure. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of your in tavern? It's on the list. It's right on the list. I know it claims 1923. I was just thinking about it this morning. We have not been there. Excellent burger, excellent fries. Mm -hmm. And just that kind of, I can't explain the bar situation, the bar top. You're going to love it. You go in and it has this like horseshoe. There you go. Horseshoe bar. I mean, when you look up, there are wooden like removable plaques that someone looks like they made. And you look up and you know who your bartender is because their name is up. And then there's also pictures of people who've been there for a long time. You know, people who have passed. Or... Mm, you had us at, I can't describe this bar. I, I like that's wonderful. I <laughs> and then I could, and then I go on to describe this bar. I have no words. Here are 5,000. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we don't know how we're going to talk about this. Yeah. yeah. But St. John's is like the historic bar neighborhood in, in this whole whole city. So um, there's so many there. We're always joking about putting an office up at St. John's just so we have an excuse to be there. I'm so glad that you guys uh, had such a good time when you came over. I know you guys are on the west side. It's a whole thing. You, you know, you have to walk through uh, Forest Park to get here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is really hard without a car. It's, yeah. uh, it's walking stick and I know, and then you got to take the canoe. It's exactly. just a it's I know it's a trek out here. When we say historic, we really mean historic. <laughs> uh, well, we'll go, and then uh, you'll have us back on, and we'll talk about the year-end tavern. How about that? Yeah, yeah, weekly spot. A, a weekly, weekly spot. Yes, if you right. need <laughs> if you need people out in the field. We are happy to be those people. I love this idea, actually, just like coming in. Here's a new weekly bar. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Nate, Alfredo, thank you so much for hanging out with me. And and also, just thanks for your passion, you guys. Thanks for doing this. I love a good spreadsheet. I know you have one going. Yes. Um, so cheers to you guys, seriously. Well, hey, thanks for having us on, Claudia. And, uh, you know, embrace your whole creative self is kind of the mission statement of this project. And even if people listen or don't listen, go for it. We make the same zero dollars. Uh, and also, everybody, please, we end the show this way uh, on our uh, actual podcast. Please tip your bartender. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support the show, please share it with a friend, rate or leave us a good review. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's.